Hello, Tower Bottoms. It's me, your host, Zach Noe Towers, and this is a podcast about sex. Oh, y'all, a little bit about sodomy. Well, let's get the um, boring stuff out of the way. Not boring, but um, less interesting than the stuff I'll end with. Um, I am in the middle of my little tour. Uh, October 20th and 21st, I will be in Austin, Texas. And then the next week, I will be in San Antonio, Addison, and Houston. I would love to see you there. It's been so fun seeing Tower Bottoms uh, show up and show out. Uh, The next thing I'd love is for people to start buying Tower Bottom merch, which is on my Instagram store or on Teespring or whatever that's turned into. If you search Tower Bottom or Zach Noe Towers, you should be able to find it. And I have these really cute vinyl stickers that will outlive all of us. If you would like one, um, I've been giving them to people after shows when they come to support. But if you'd like a sticker, um, Venmo me whatever you think is fair, whatever you can afford. Um, and I'll mail you one. Just put your address in the comments of the Venmo, um, that you send. My Venmo is Zach dash towers. You can also just leave a donation for this podcast there or my birthday's on October 18th. So you could just send a fat little chunk of change for me to stuff my face with cake. Um, And I do mean the sugar, flour, butter kind, not the asshole kind. Um, But okay, let's get to the fun stuff. I made out with a handsome, handsome man. Um, I'm really in my single and ready to Christian mingle phase, I think. But while in D.C., um, which shout out if you came to one of the D.C. shows, I had five shows in the smaller room of the D.C. Improv. The D.C. Improv was magical. Dave Attell was in the main room. He sold that shit out. I sold out four of my five shows, which I'm very excited about. Um, And the best part was the last show. Sunday evening, I had one show and immediately clocked this tall 6'3", handsome, rugged looking man with this very pretty blonde girl. And I'm like, oh, couple, she likes me. She dragged him. Let's go. But during the feature set, he asked like where the queer people were and tall guy raised his hand. I was like, oh my God. Okay. So then I have a great set. I'm in the lobby afterwards doing little pictures, uh, giving stickers out, letting people gently fondle my bottom and him and the blonde girl and a couple other girls walked over and started talking to me. And like, I'm blushing because this guy is literally so tall and handsome. Um, and one of the girls was like, so what hotel are you staying at? I was like, I will never tell. This is actually a good note in general. Uh, uh, no, I don't think any comedian or any entertainer is going to tell you what hotel they're staying at. I find that to be such a crazy question. Um, but I'm sure it was just because she was curious, not because she wanted to um, attack me and kidnap me and make me live in her crawl space. But I watch too many scary movies to ever uh, divulge where I'm staying um, when I'm in a foreign city. Um, but this girl asked what hotel I was staying at. And I was like, I would never tell you that. And then I pointed to the guy. I was like, I'd tell him what hotel I'm staying at. Got a big laugh. It was very cute. And he was like, oh, ha ha ha. But I was like, okay, that was cute. Whatever. I go out um, to the gay bars. I went to Trade, which is a gay bar in DC. And DC is so cool. It's all very walkable. It felt like I was staying in DuPont Circle or whatever. And I could walk to these bars. I met my gay cousin. Shout out gay cousin. Um, just for like a little like... I don't know, like I was wired. I just wanted to hang out. And then I checked my Instagram other folder and there was a message from a private profile, but it looked like tall guy. And the message was something along the lines of, so like, what hotel are you at? And I was like, ah, no way. So I tell him and he's like, oh my gosh, I'm at a bar really close there. You should come meet me and my friends. I was like, oh no, I'm like heading back to my hotel. I'm like winding down. But if you're like if you're curious what my hotel room's like, you are more than welcome to come. And he's like, oh, I'm definitely curious. Let me finish this drink and I'll head over. Cut to half hour later, I meet him down in the lobby because uh, we've talked about this before. But if a hotel re- has a requirement that you scan your room key to get into the building, that's homophobic. Part of our culture is truly just telling a guy what room we're in and being like, you know, come up. I'll let you into my room when you get here. If I have to go down in my fucking hoodie and like pajama shorts to let in some strange, that's, that's a count against you, Marriott. Um, so I go down there and I see him walking with the girls from the show. And I'm like, Oh my God, did he think I meant like you guys should all come to my hotel? 
But no, they were just like, we're just walking in to make sure he got here safe, which is really funny because they were all like five foot nothing and he's six three. Um, so he comes upstairs. We're like laying in bed, just like shooting the shit, flirting, but talking. We're laying on the bed parallel to each other and he keeps inching closer until finally we kiss and he's a great kisser. Very, very good intuitive kisser. And we just like rolled around and we established we weren't going to have sex. And then he took off his shirt because he like wanted to show me his body. And I'm glad he did because it was stunning. Um, And it was just really fun. And I had a really good time. And, um, I, I don't know about you, but a good kisser, I'll take a good kisser over mid range sex, I think any day, but that was my adventure in DC. Um, please come out and see me on tour. You can go to zachnoetowers.com to see about tickets and dates. Uh, my merch is also available through there. Uh, and my Venmo's there. If you want to donate to this pod or get a sticker, remember to leave your address in the comments. And, um, or you could send me a birthday surprise, which is so gross of me to even say, I'm like half kidding, but I also love money. So do what you feel is right. Um, but let's get on to the episode. Okay. This is such a treat. Um, I wasn't expecting, uh, this person, but he has a book that's coming out soon. Um, so he wanted to, uh, kind of get the word out about that, but I think you're going to love the content besides. Uh, so without any further ado, this is Young Hot Daddy with Max Emerson. What are you using those muscles for, Max Emerson? I use them at the gym, and now they're tired, so I'm recovering. (laughs) Well, that poor little one-pound mic is being fat-shamed right now. Pretty bad. Not directly. No, you're right. Um, Hi. That's how we do it in the South. How are you? Are you from the South? I'm from Florida. Wow. How? um, Where in Florida? Uh, The part of Florida that looks like a dick. Oh, my favorite part. Central East Coast. (laughs) How long have you been in L.A.? Oh, kind of since I turned 21, as soon as I graduated college. Okay, okay, okay. And then like off and on, but here full time for like six or seven years now. Because you did New York a little bit too? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. I booked a tampon commercial right after college. No. A shit ton of money. Wait, who are you on the tampon commercial? I get sent to the store. No. um, Do you really? No. It was the girl, it was this beautiful woman from Glee who could make everything she didn't like disappear. Like the clouds above her boat, okay. the line at the club, the douchebag behind her at the club. <gasps> You're the douchebag? No. Oh. But she's like, so I can stand out. And then there's me with two girls at the bar and the girls bling disappear and she can come up and hit on me. But I'm in the commercial for three seconds, but because of SAG rules, it's hero woman, hero man. Uh-huh. And they <gasps> had to change one word for Canada. So they did another take where they didn't oh use the word invisible. Gosh. So I did like a model contract in Asia and came home to this just stack of checks <gasps> for like $60,000. So I got a one bedroom apartment in Santa Monica and then I shared a place with three straight male models in Williamsburg. So I bounced back and forth on flight benefits Oh, for like eight years. My God. It was a nice it was a nice gig. Wait, did you not know you were gonna come home to the stack of checks? Or did you have some idea? We knew that this was gonna be a good one. Okay, okay. Because Procter and Gamble makes one commercial for the just... product and they run it to death. Not like Bud Light where they make one every two weeks. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was nice. Oh my god. But you just told me that they you don't had... make them like that anymore. I was gonna say, um, the Nissan commercial you just went out for. Actually, but you could still get that. Yes, yeah, so let's you not say did. the car. Let's just bleep. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. I might still book it, so then I would be violating whatever contract they make. Oh, sign. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Do you go in for commercial auditions? Do you know how terrible yes. that experience is? I haven't gone out for them in for them in a while because I grew disinterested pretty quick. Because I don't think I've ever. I did background on commercials, but I've never. I don't think I. I don't think I've done a commercial like where I was like on the call sheet in some like important way. Okay, you didn't get your own room? No. Okay. So I just like, I grew disenchanted by driving to Venice to audition. Yep. And then, you know, it's an entire day. And I'm like, it's the castings that are just terrible. Yeah. They're supposed to pay you if you wait more than half an hour, but then for SAG rules, but they don't. 
Wow. And you're not really supposed to report it because you don't want to be the squeaky of course, wheel. Of course. Like, well, we'll never call him in again. Yeah, you just get treated like absolute cattle. It's great. It's really fun. But I guess, I mean... But that's not what we're here to talk no, about. No, we're here we're to talk about... We're talking about sodomy. 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 Wow, thank you for really grabbing the show by the horns <laughs> and steering it back in the right we direction. Start over if like. No, no, no. Um, but if, in case you don't know Max, he is a writer, director, model, as you just heard, actor... What else are you doing? You are writing a book right now. I have finished you writing finished my book. second book. <gasps> Whoa! It has less to do with sodomy than my first book, but it's still a really good book. Okay, we'll um, pitch them both. Fact, Wait, what's... I actually brought you <gasps> a copy of my first book. You're kidding. There's only 500 copies. They're limited edition. What? They come with a Polaroid, but I brought my uh, camera so that we can take a Polaroid together oh, somehow. I don't... This we'll is... have to find someone to okay, take a Okay, you know us. what's so funny? I've been... I've had... I've had a bunch of these episodes, like... A bunch, a bunch. You're the best guest so far. Uh, you brought hot sissy. His love Life language is presence. Flash bulbs. Is it really? His love language. Oh, actually, you know what's so funny? Mine's um sodomy. Sodomy? Oral sex? No. Um, it's uh quality time. So okay. we're also having that right now. That counts. Okay. Hot Sissy is your first book. Tell me about your second book. Sure. But- well, let's start with Hot Sissy, since this is kind of the 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 conversation about our sexual journeys. Yes. Um, This is about growing up queer in redneck Florida. Oh my God. Okay. And it's navigating, trying to be one of the cool kids. Uh, I think at first glance, it kind of just feels like this superficial story about getting fucked up all the time and just everything being a blur. Yeah. But I think that that reads true to a lot of people who were in the closet and self-medicating and stuff like that. Of course. Yeah. So it's about, uh, you know, dating girls and trying to navigate like, the public aspect of that, but then like sneaking around and hooking up with guys. Um, oh yeah, we're gonna cover all of this. Oh yeah. Okay. More to come. But now the second book is called The Sparkle Club. Okay. And it's about a gay baiting influencer and social justice warrior <laughs> who goes too far. We write what we know. Uh, he ends up getting canceled so hard that he has to spend a summer doing community service in a small Ohio rural farm town while living with the family whose lives he destroyed. Oh, my God. So it's kind of like the clashing of the bubbles. Sure. That, um, oh, man, you're both going to teach each other things. Kind of. Oh, okay. I mean, for, for me, the ethos of it is that we're all whores. We just have different price tags. Mm. So it's nihilistic, and there's like a recurring theme of suicide in it because there's been some of that in both my partner and my life. And one of the ways that I just sort of am able to process things is by writing about them. So yeah. since COVID, I've been writing this book. Wow. Um, and it's just Three been years, this like repository four for... Repository? Is that the right word? I know suppository goes up the butt. It's been the suppository where (laughs) I've just been putting anything that keeps me up at night. I love that. So it's three perspectives told in the past tense with an alternating perspective, kind of like a Rashomon-esque sort of thing. So it's the influencer, Markle Sparkle. Okay. uh, The sister of the girl who is the victim of his mass shaming. Okay. And a journalist who kind of inserts herself into the story. Interesting. Would you consider it YA? It's on the border of YA. I okay. think it's like on the darker side, so sure. it would be like an older version of got it, YA. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Um, but I, it depends on how you categorize YA, because everybody wants everything to fit into YA from like a publisher perspective. Right. And I think technically it is, because one character is 17, 18, yep. one character is 22. Okay. And then the journalist is... 97. Is our age, yeah. <laughs> She's the millennial. That sounds so great. And it already seems like a movie or a TV show. Let's hope. Let's hope someone wants to option it. But um, I'm doing a similar thing that I did with Hot Sissy. Basically, I do social media so that I can fund these projects projects that I spend all of my time actually doing. Not little. I'm holding a book here, sir. But there's only 500 of them. So I try to make them special. Okay. Um, I'm doing a fundraiser right now on Kickstarter. Okay. You go to thesparkleclub.org. Okay thesparkleclub.org the I'm okay. trying to raise $30,000 to print a thousand copies again complete numbered signed Polaroid the whole thing I'm trying to keep it consistent aesthetic. yeah uh, we have incentives like devil hoodies which is what I was using when I made a film called Hooked about queer homeless youth okay um, and then part of this budget is actually going to finish 
post-production for a full-length feature that a friend of mine in Japan shot, a gay romantic comedy. Yes, I read about this, but I didn't know it was a feature. I thought it was a short. No, it's a full feature. Wow. It's a full feature. They got it done on almost no budget, but they want a little bit of help with the post. So I figured this would be a perfect opportunity since it's all about, again, the bubbles clashing. In this case, it's a Westerner teaching English in a small Japanese town falling in love with a Closeted Japanese construction worker. Hey, you did your homework. Yeah, of course. Um, And those are all very appealing projects. And I feel like I have like giving listeners. So thesparkleproject.org. The Sparkle Club. Sparkle Club. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Um, And then also, I saw that you're like halfway to your goal, I think. Yes, very yeah. fortunate because uh, like when I got 50,000 followers, I did Hot Sissy. The goal was 10K. We ended up at 30 and we produced a web series called Max's Underpants as a result of the extra money. With 250,000 followers, I raised 150K to make my film Hooked. Oh my god! About queer homeless youth where half of the profits of the film still go to queer homeless shelters like the LA LGBT uh-huh. Center, the Ali Fournay Center. Uh, Lost and Found in in Atlanta, Albert Kennedy Trust in London, and also Glad because we love Glad. Yeah. Um, We did another fundraiser after that for the post-production because films were ridiculously expensive. Oh, my God. It never ends. Yeah. Even before post-COVID inflation. Well, there's also just like a whole like scam system set up in LA for like people who want to be actors and independent filmmakers where they just know how to like drain you of your money. Totally. Step by step. It's like a... They, they know exactly how the sunk cost fallacy works. But my point in this is that uh, I have a track record of finishing things. And there's been this really wonderful mailing list that I've kind of built through these previous fundraisers. So before I even launched the project publicly, I sent out a message through those platforms to the people who helped have, out before. Yeah. So we started oh with God. like $7,000. That's so starting. cool. Right now, we're three weeks away from the deadline. Okay. And usually these platforms... If you're ever thinking about doing your own crowdsourcing <laughs> thing, they recommend doing less than a month, like two weeks, because okay. there needs to be a sense of urgency. Because ju- usually in the middle period, they call it like the trough or the lull, sure. where there's not enough urgency. People are like, yeah, I'll get to it next week. Right. Um, so that's why I'm just trying to reach out to all my friends and create yeah. content around it and just give myself something to do. Heck yeah. Well, this I'll, I'll try to get this episode out in the next couple days so everyone has time I to go donate that. of course okay but let's talk about your <laughs> we both leaned in sodomy. sodomy sodomy do you remember the first thing that ever made you like horny or like aware of sex oh wow i think before we even had the sex talk one of my uncles came to visit and came out to my mom oh Okay. So we kind of learned what gay was before it even had a sexual connotation to sure. it. Sure. And how was your mom's reaction? Oh, she's lovely. Okay. She's absolutely lovely. She's from Boston. She has like a master's in psychology. Although I think when she got her education, it was like that outdated psychology where they're like, gay men have the brain of a woman. Um, <laughs> I mean. I took a psych class in like dual enrollment college uh-huh. when I was 17. Uh-huh. And I was told that. So it's not even that outdated. I had a doctor, not a good one, who said I had gay bowel syndrome. <laughs> and I like, it was, it, the homophobia hit me so hard. I didn't, I couldn't even, too much? I couldn't even process it. I could not even process it. GBS? Yeah. I'm a GBS survivor. Yeah. Okay, so wait, your mom, your parents, this is in Florida what does though. That mean? It like, well, it was because in reality, I you were just drinking too much coffee and not enough water. No, what happened well actually the backstory is I had a parasite and it can you can get it from eating ass. And so oh. that's where his train of thought was. But so it wasn't th- that far off. But hit <laughs> the whole thing is like <laughs> anyone can eat an ass. Sure. But he called it gay bowel syndrome. And I was like in full shock. Is that an STI? Um, that's a great question. Right? I don't think it is. It's just not one of the big five. Totally. I don't think it's an STI. I mean, I got it S S N A M A T M T I. Yeah. Um, okay, wait, but your parents, you're in Florida, mm-hmm. but they're pretty liberal. So my mom is from Boston, mm-hmm. which means she's very liberal. Um, is that what that means? Boston? Generally, yeah. Like the people in Florida are very divided. Like since the Trump years, people are either like vitriolically for Trump or vitriolically against Trump. It really sure. tore at least the coastal part of the state apart. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm from the central part, so it's pretty solidly red, but there are a lot of people that are from the north that are just absolutely disgusted with kind of the direction the whole state has taken. Sure. Um, so my mom is from the northeast, which means they act mean, but they're nice. Okay. My dad is from South Carolina. He's currently 83 years old. Oh, my gosh. Which means he acts nice, but is kind of mean. Kind of mean. So that's sort of the dynamic. Cute. And I have a very fucked up sense of humor as a result. I'm not always in control of when I'm being mean or nice. I love that for if you. If I'm being one, just assume I'm being the opposite. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. See, that's um, that's unnerving is what that is. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel so good for your partner. We're in couples therapy. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, everyone should be probably, honestly. We're actually in couples therapy because we want to adopt. So cool. Soon. And we're just trying to make sure that we're as little, fu- little fucked up as possible. Strong. Yeah, you can't say not fucked up because we're all fucked up. Totally. Like, we want to just make sure our communication and everything is on the same page. That's amazing. Okay, wait. So do you remember the mm. first time you like discovered your body or like the first time you had an orgasm? Ooh, that's a tough one. I had a hot tub at my dad's house growing yeah. up. So there was just all kinds of weird shit happening there. With um, the jets and stuff? With the jets and like, you know, having friends over. Like, I don't even know how many times there was like a weird... Like, hit it wasn't your dick a circle jerk because we were all facing different corners. Oh, really? But I had two brothers that were my own age. So, I mean, we like fucked vacuum cleaners. We would order porn and get in trouble for it. Like, we were. Wait. Yeah. My dad was that, like, boys will be boys sort of parent sure. until it was too late. And then he was like, military school. So, like, we would just go to our dads and all hell would break loose. We used to throw parties there. Uh, Did you really yeah. fuck vacuum cleaners? Because I thought that was, like, kind of just like a trope in, like. No, it's a thing. Just don't, like, let the suction seal. Don't do it though. Don't don't actually yeah, don't do, do that. it. That's and not something the, you should do. The way vacuums are built now, it could probably rip someone's dick off. Well, you don't do it with like the carpet brush thing. It was more like a shop vac, and you sure. were just like utilizing the suction. But, but again, don't don't do it. It's, okay, okay, yeah, okay. No, you can get hurt. <laughs> there are so many better things out there that you can use fully. You didn't do that when you were younger. Like Googled every single type of way to masturbate. You didn't get like a Ziploc bag and put oh, it between your sure. mattress and mattress pad for sure. Or like, spring. Yes, okay. absolutely. Everything, anything that had like a hole, I kind of tried to probably put my penis in it. Okay. And then like, then also like there began the butt exploration, which was like a Sharpie marker. A Sharpie first? Yeah. Not a toothbrush, just because it's already in the bathroom? Well, God, a, a fucking toothbrush is rectangular, isn't it? Somewhat? I don't know. I mean, it depends on... But you know what you put up your butt you're first. Poor. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah, poor. Um, I had those like shitty toothbrushes, I guess. Fair enough. But um, might as well just use a finger at that point. Truly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then, after that, your first sexual experience with another person. Do you remember that? So both my brothers were ahead of me on that, like getting the first blowjob. So I was kind of playing catch up. And as a general rule, for me, I knew I didn't want to get too involved with the girl because I kind of knew. Oh, the yeah. whole time. Like I was watching porn when I was 11 and realized I was looking at the dude and I was yeah. like, oh, high school's going to suck. <laughs> so I, I went that like classic Netflix high school closeted villain route where I would just like go for the low hanging fruit as far as women, girls. Sure. Um, I, my first blowjob was actually on school property. Whoa. Yeah. I went to a charter school where the, the community college and the high school were separated by like this strip of woods. Okay. And you could dual enroll and take classes at the college. Oh, okay. Um, and we went to the strip of the woods and I Who? got a blowy and it was terrible. Oh, it was a was girl. a scar on my penis from <gasps> it. Yeah. From a tooth or like a braces? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a scraper <gasps> at the top. Did you still come? Yeah, of course. I, I had to. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise <laughs> the witch hunt would have been off. Yeah. Which I would have been on. On, yeah. That's what I meant to say. But I mean, I was like a theater kid. I was at a visual and performing arts high school. Like, there was no reason for me to Interesting. Be fake. And like, your parents were okay with it. Yeah, for the most part. Like, it never would have been. It was in, all entirely in my head. Sure. Like, I even did the my same most, thing. like, problematic friends, when I came back from first semester of college and said I'd hooked up with a guy, they made sure to get me as drunk as possible. And, like, basically, it was this podcast. Like, so what'd you do? How was it? <laughs> yeah. And, they, like, I was being trolled and didn't realize it. But, like, <laughs> it was never actually that bad. Of and course. I think kids today realize that. And that's why, like, there aren't even coming outs anymore. Well, I feel like that's a millennial concept that's fading away. Really? I feel like people are, it's like National Coming Out Day today as we record mm-hmm. this. Oh, I've, wow. I feel like um, people are still coming out, though, sure. or people are still being like 
they feel they need to be closeted. Although I will say yeah. the the advent of social media has made it much easier. It depends on where you live. Okay. Absolutely. I think if you're in the boonies, you're still politically or whatever living in the 80s. And, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But I have a younger cousin who is gayer than Christmas. He's lovely. He's, he's How in, old? Oh, I think he's in his mid 20s by now okay. early 20s so about 10 when are your cousin i think like 13 years old for whatever reason sure. i don't know why. i moisturize <laughs> yeah. i don't look 35 um he's much younger his dad is gay okay with a partner came out and all oh, of that wow and he's he's like a chorus boy on a cruise ship right now he's doing wonderfully um we were in new york going to see musicals and he was about to go to a dance workshop and i'm like so you're gay right and he's like was that ever a question like he like the fact that I even like had to like ask, him ask. To come yeah, out. yeah 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 he basically like, like hmm. yeah and I feel like more and more at least people who are in secure households that seems to be the rule and I love that yeah they just kind of slide into it mm-hmm. and he was like asking me advice on acting and representation and stuff like that I'm like oh well you know have have you ever thought about you know voice classes so that you can play more diverse roles. You know, like maybe not just going in for gay characters. And he's like, ah, my mentor and I talk about this all the time. <laughs> so he's like, I'm a chorus boy and I'm happy with it. Good. Like, Fuck yeah. It, I, I hope we fully move away from straight guys getting the gay parts because mm. I'm with your sure. cousin and that like it's too late for me to like I'm not going to I'm not going to play a straight part yeah. ever. Um so it'd be nice to know that like the gay parts were like up for you grabs. Might, unless it's like a like I don't know. It could be like a. There's a world. I think that there's a world. Uh, sure, there's a world. Sure. Yeah. I'll give. I mean. Well, I think just even. I'm not saying I'm super butch or anything, but even if I can play straight, like my callback for the car commercial was for Hot Dad. Oh. Like I have to learn to play that type, of but course. they're still not going to cast me in male romantic lead in anything sure once they google me they'd be like oh no one's gonna believe this totally (laughs) you can't be a sustained hot straight guy yep um okay so then there's too much of me out on the internet for people to be able to project their own shit that's a bummer that's why you don't see anything about tom cruise is he just keeps himself as blank canvas as possible really you can just project all your hero shit onto him is that really Mm -hmm. the thing yeah they always do that with celebrities they just try to keep them very vague very vague, very mysterious. They let your, they want you to just use your imagination. I did not know that, mm-hmm. but it makes so much sense. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, it's yeah. Too he's late. got like a guy, little grinder for him and stuff. He's what? He's got a grinder. Like the closeted celebrities and stuff. They'll just like have a guy that will do the recruiting so that they can keep it all low key. That's wild. Yeah. Wait, do you know what Tom Cruise's type? I'm very is? confident about this. As if- yeah. No. Wait. Do you know any? Secret gay celebrities types on Grinder, like the type that they get that they recruit. I mean, just rumors. Mm. I heard Tom Cruise is into wrestling, like okay. Larkin, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. That makes sense to me. That honestly, I'm gonna meet this guy one day in life, and he's gonna be like, "Hey, man, fuck you." <laughs> I heard your podcast with Zach. I would love it. Yeah, I'm sorry if it ends in him going fuck you, but I would love it if Tom Cruise listened to this. Tom? I'd be thrilled if he even saw it too. Okay, so your first sexual experience was with a girl and you got a forever scar in your dingling. Mm-hmm. Even what today if- I have to like teach people how to touch my penis because the top of the head of my dick is very sensitive. Because of her? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Wait, she took a chunk out of the head Not of your ch- penis? It was like a scab and I lived at the beach so we were like be, like be in the ocean after and it would like agitate. It took like two months to heal. Okay, so it might have been your aftercare that was part of the problem. Probably. Okay. Yeah. But I'm not entirely blaming this woman. Okay. No, I mean. Yeah. I'm team woman. Sure. You probably I'm deserved it. I'm with her it. on this one no. too. <laughs> like I deserve exactly what I got because I was out of line. I, I was, you know, like the, the, the consent thing being a cup of tea. Like, hey, would you like a cup of tea? Absolutely. Go for it. Yeah. You want a cup of tea? Uh, I'm okay right now. Are you sure you don't want a cup of tea? Oh. I was kind of being that guy. So, like, that was a lesson for me. Oh, that is so interesting yeah. that you were... Were you just trying to get something documented that yes. you had a... Okay. Yes. You're like, come on, just suck my dick so <laughs> I can... Yeah. 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 Okay, so then... Okay. That was when you were how old? 16? No, so I skipped eighth grade, so that was ninth grade, but technically eighth <gasps> grade. I think I was 14 or 15. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So when was your first gay experience? As soon as I got a car. So 16? Yeah. And can you tell me about it, or did you fuck the car? Was the car gay? Yeah, it was a hot car. <laughs> oh, it was blue. Yeah. Um, it was this guy. 
I was in this like small retirement town, so it'd be like people visiting family, if it was unless it was someone that I knew, which was completely out of bounds. Like I'm not hooking up with theater people. I was in the closet. Sure. Although a couple of them found the accounts and figured it out. Wait, accounts like um, like gay.com. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was One gonna of them say. Manhunt never said anything thing. until after the fact, but he was so sweet. Um, I think he was like 26 or seven. He was flown in from New York and working as a tech at the theater. We had a really nice theater in my hometown. And he gave me his ID I could use as a fake ID. <gasps> he was so sweet. He was 26 or seven, but he was a full-on twink. Aww. So I could pass. Yeah. And my buddies got the biggest kick out of me going and buying beer because I would just act really, quote, air quote, gay yeah to get the beer so that like if they didn't give me the beer they were being homophobic so i like i always knew how to like leverage, leverage. the perfect amount of irony it was never without a sense of humor but it was always very selfish because wow. i think that's like a trademark thing of being in the closet is you're just so focused on self-protection that you're not really worried about other people you're also very good at lying thank you not you people oh. in the closet <laughs> <laughs> you have to be good at lying you have to be good at like yeah. Making a story that people will believe. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, wait, wait. So Yeah, we're shady bastards. Have At you, least the, the older gays. You still haven't told me about the guy. Oh, so Masterful misdirection. No, no, no. I I don't actually remember which one was first. There's a story in Hot Sissy, the book okay. I just gave you, about hooking up with this boy who was visiting like his parents or his grandparents and they were out of town, so I went to his house. And a recurring theme for me up until like the age of twenty or twenty one was guys constantly telling me that they were younger than they were. Oh, sure. So I might have been like, like 43 a year old. Okay. No, not 43. But, but okay. Yeah. in Florida, the uh, consent was 16 to 26. That means you can't be. A 16 year old can hook up with a 26 year old. That's legal. But not 27 year old. Right. And Interesting. It, but an 18 year old cannot hook up with a 15 year old. Okay. So that's, that's a reasonable okay. window. Sure. Um, so I would assume these guys were all, under, but they probably weren't. Um, I think. It was either this guy in the book or it was this other guy that I met. I had him meet me at the beach at like 10 o'clock at night. He initially wanted to meet at like the stands of the high school because he had this like fantasy he wanted to play out about hooking up in the stands of the high school, which is probably a big indicator that he's a fucking predator. Um, but yeah, we, we hooked up in the beach in the dunes, but it was weird and uncomfortable and we were getting those like no CMs biting us. So I actually snuck him into my house. Oh my God. Yeah. But I never saw him again. It wasn't, it wasn't great. Okay. Wait, wait, but okay. So it wasn't great. You said mm -hmm. between the two were either of them good. And what did you do? Sexually? I mean, I, you came like, everywhere. everywhere. I was excited about the experience. Itself. Yeah. Um, and there was another one where I drove like an hour and a half to West Palm and like met this guy and his friend group. And, oh. um, so and you like partied with them all night and then you oh, like hooked like up blackout yeah hooked yeah, yeah, up yeah. after stayed at his I house. think we all had those mm -hmm. I had one where I met a guy hung out with his friends got super sick because I drank so much mm -hmm. and then I still spent the night and I think I blew him okay yeah you think no I did okay <laughs> keep it vague yeah that's that's the celebrity at work yeah um my thing with some of these earlier experiences is. At first, I thought I was freaked out because they were more feminine guys, and I was probably that like cliche mask for mask yeah. douchebag. But then I realized it wasn't because they were feminine; it's because they were just like tragic early two thousands gays. Oh. You know, like the emo thing, like they oh. were, like the baby shirts, and like they just weren't my vibe. Sure. The first guy I actually caught feelings for was a musical theater. I mean, he was not the most masculine guy. It wasn't about masculine feminine; is they were just kind of tragic. <laughs> wow, early so I, I, I had a little guilt about that at first until I realized that that wasn't actually the thing that was sure pushing me away. Your partner though is pretty masculine. He's pretty butch, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so those but two it's never been like a deal breaker for fun. Oh well, yeah, good. Yeah. I'm I'm always trying to expand my horizons when it comes to um, having fun with someone. I'm okay. like, what kind of fun could we have? What are they into? What am I into? You know, just like. Life's too short. I was like that on apps. I would always be like, what are you into? I love seeing what other people are into because if you're into it, I'm into it. But anytime it was like them doing it for you, for me, I don't it, like it felt that like either. They were putting on 
like a mask yep. or a role. Yep. And you're you're a theater kid, I imagine as well, right? I like, yeah, I was like, I was raised in the theater. Yeah, I, I listened to your most recent podcast. It's the I have notes. Let's start from the beginning. Like, <laughs> like I yeah yeah. Just take a step back, and I'm like, this feels like acting, you guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. No, I don't. Anytime someone's being something else to appease me, I it's a big turnoff. I used to have this. I still kind of do. Uh, complex with dating. I always dated the most boring job people because mm. I always felt like one person needs to live their life for a living. Because if both parties are analyzing and mimicking and recreating life for a living, whether you're a writer, an actor, an artist, even like a psychologist, hmm. if those two types of people date each other, it's like two mirrors looking at each other. Oh, wow. I was hanging out with um, Neil Patrick Harris and his partner ages ago, and I saw them get into a fight, and I just sat back and thought, this feels like acting. And it really fucked me in the head. So when my boyfriend quit his job to become an artist, I was I was a little wary. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And now we're in therapy. <laughs> I completely agree. It's almost the gardener flower thing, where one's the flower, oh. one's the gardener. I've never heard that. Oh, yeah. Or it's like... Um, yeah, we're learning to take turns then, I guess. is That, I mean, honestly, I my hat's off to you because a guy I was dating who's a writer, which is fine to me because it's like they're they're quieter, they're more behind the scenes. Okay. But he was starting to do like storytelling like on at a mic. And I was like, like, this is my turf. Get yeah, kind bitch. of. I was like, I, I was like, I was like, I have to let you know if you if you do stand up, I'm going to be done with the relationship. Fully. You gave an ultimate yeah, based on for sure. I love that. For, I just know myself. Like, I know myself. It's difficult because now my partner is full-time influencer stuff, even though he's, like, painting and doing his own thing. He's about yeah. to start a Patreon, so check that out, Andre's Kimberlow. <laughs> uh, they, they, they have a mouth to feed soon. You, ha- you must support. Maybe, too. We're open to sibling sets. Oh, my God. Wait, is there an age range that you are looking at? I mean, ideally, as young as possible. I don't know how equipped I am to deal with. A nine-year-old or something? I think I'd be more open to it once we already have a kid and they're like, hey, I want a sibling. Then I would be open to an older kid so that there's already like a thing to join. Sure. But at the moment, I think with my level of experience, I'm not quite ready. I I feel like a terrible person saying that, but... No, I mean, again, you know know yourself. Yeah. That's good. Um, Okay. (laughs) So wait, wait, wait. After these two first guys who were... Yes. Who were like, fine, but emo, but not your thing, but you still came really hard... What was it like after that? Were like the floodgates open? Like, did you hook up a lot? Was it? I've always had a weird relationship with like online pursuant. I'm not like the guy that will ghost you or anything like that. Although I probably ghosted those guys after because yeah. I was just so freaked out by it. And sure. I reached out <sighs> maybe once or twice again to think about maybe possibly with them. But I just, it, it, I couldn't compartmentalize that because I was still hooking up with girls and some of those experiences were super fun. So I was just like, all right, well, I'm by. Uh, until I actually caught feelings for someone in college and realized what I was doing to all these other people that were probably catching feelings for me. And I was like, okay, I should stop being sure. an asshole. Were you still a twink in college? I mean, people have called me a twink until I was like 30. Wow. So it yes. really just depends on who the observant is. Yeah. I've been like 24 and had college kids call me daddy. Yeah, fair. So like, I don't know. Okay. Well, right now you're rocking facial hair, right. which feels anti-twink. There's no fuzzy twinks? I, I thought those were otters. Okay. Are they? I feel like as a community, we need to get on the same page about what's what. I've always been told an like otter to is like a slim, a slim hairy guy. A bit older? No, not necessarily. Just In, like a, a furry, a furry thin guy. Okay. In Native American medicine, otter energy is feminine energy. Good. Yeah. <laughs> more you know as someone who identifies as an otter life i'll take it um okay so okay. you said you so didn't go like these otter people club. we're otter club today yeah okay although i don't think you have chest hair yeah i do well it's trimmed oh okay do you ever let it grow out yeah i, I buzz it like once every six months or so nice and just let it come back yeah like I, a crop you have to like i get cut like it back. hot easily okay so i don't, I don't you think like the hair is part of that on me like i'm engaged now so i'm wearing a ring because i'm like out in public but like even jewelry i don't like things hanging cumbersome yeah um when's your do you have a marriage uh, a marriage date a wedding date set still working on that we okay, may have okay. to get married on paper for the adoption thing i bet now, so we'll probably do that first cool yeah i think that's very sweet um okay wait 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 so you said you weren't much 
you didn't ghost people, but you used the apps when you were right. in your twenties. So this was before the apps. Um, this was like the websites, and there was always something very like Adam for Adam, mm-hmm. manhunt. Yeah, and I actually didn't use the apps at first because once I came out, I was not on apps. I just like I was well known enough at college that Locally like the closeted sourced. boys would come for me. Like there was like those mean gossip apps or websites and stuff so i was oh like, my god juicy campus juicy campus fuck that mm-hmm. i cannot believe I popular we survived the show. 90s and 2000s what a oh, I savage enjoyed it. i thought it was hilarious oh well you're like a hot person i was fine yeah no yeah. i was in miami working as a model like I, yeah i knew that that came with the territory and i just tried sure. to own it but um so i was like people would kind of find their way to me i was at you miami there's a lot of closeted bros there it was it was fine i was actually pretty judgy of stuff like that, like of the apps. Oh, I, sure. I Everyone to, was. Yeah, I had to get over that. Um, but so before on the websites and then after being on apps, I found that it's very addictive to my type of brain. The apps? Uh-huh. Like I don't like, you know, how, like you just like have certain shapes in your brain that certain things fit. Like some people get addicted to gambling, yeah. alcohol, marijuana, drugs in general, uh, sports, religion. Uh, the divas food yeah food like people can just go absolutely apeshit over Taylor Swift and I don't quite get it like I love a good concert I know I know I I have nothing but respect for the queens I just it doesn't tickle that same button sure 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 it doesn't like yeah get into that spot yeah Um, but the apps there's something about this the slot machine gamification of it it's a game that like I cannot have that shit on my phone. It wastes so much time. I will black out and four hours will pass. I'll see it with people on TikTok. Like they'll just like sit there scrolling. Two hours will pass. They yeah. wake up. They're like, what time is it? I should eat something. Like that's TikTok luckily does not do that to me. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Sometimes the scroll on Instagram, I'll catch myself, but not as much. But the apps, dangerous. So Damn. you really have to know yourself. And like, if you have goals and da, 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 like, that's the first thing that I will cut out if I find that I'm not being productive enough. Take the apps off. Mm-hmm. You have a friend who takes the app off every morning and he doesn't put it back on until he's done with his like work. Wow. So like it's an extinction burst every day. So is that what that is? Extinction. From work and spends the whole evening on the app. Yeah, oh, so maybe a, not even necessarily that, but he just like, it won't be tempted to check it if it's not on his phone. So mm-hmm. he deletes it from his phone every morning. Yeah. Redownloads it every night. Yeah. Well, an extinction burst is the idea of when you try to give up a certain behavior, uh-huh. the second that either right before you quit or right when you reclaim that behavior, your brain will just go absolutely apeshit for it. That's huh. why a lot of people, when they quit hard drugs, they'll overdose when they relapse. Oh, for sure. Because their brain is... Pick up right where they left off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If not more. Totally. And they're not used to it at that point. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. We got away from sex again. I mean, think about it. They spend millions of dollars doing research to make their apps as addictive as possible. They're trying... It's about sex. Like, it's that, like, super primal part of your brain. Like, they even make it a little dangerous. So, like, your amygdala is involved. Like, they're just... They got you. Yeah. Have you, you probably, no, you haven't been on Sniffies. Sniffies is the new one. It's hilarious. It's a website. And it's I love literally looking at it when I travel. Pictures of poles and holes just poles and holes. floating all around. There's and a neighborhood in Evanston, Illinois, outside of Chicago, that's like, like a furry hood. A what? A furry neighborhood. Oh, like, like it's, it's all furries? Uh-huh. Like I thought that it, was fascinating. I love that. Like, like, There's different ways that you can see a city when you travel. There's like hood maps, if you've ever heard of it. Mm-mm. It's like a crowdsourced map that everyone can put like pretty judgmental like slogans on okay like if you're looking at the map of la this part will just say the gaberhood sure ten thousand people upvoted or like uh anti-vaxxers live here or Mm -hmm. like instagram city or like you know trashy or don't go here or dangerous and they can mark it uh sniffies is another way of looking at a city you're like oh wow this is where they live yeah oh sure a cloister here a cloister there where you live right now i i think i've gotten laid more within this square mile than anywhere else in the world I've never been on Sniffies in this neighborhood, though. I mean, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a homosexual (laughs) in this neighborhood. I don't actually message or, like, interact with people on Sniffies. Oh, sure. I'm literally just like that mom on Instagram that only watches and likes things. No, yeah. It's just a fascinating... It's fascinating that we're headed... I mean, no, I'm glad it exists, but it is interesting to see, like, oh, you can see exactly where someone is, like, on the map. I thought they approximate... 
approximate it? Feels pretty. It's up to you, I guess. Accurate. I don't know. I guess I could throw it around a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So back to your sex life. Sure. Were did you go through a hoe phase? A bit here and there. I did it pretty quick. Okay. So like I got my heart broken by this boy. That's the first one you caught feelings for. Musical theater, and he was um, he was actually dating Andrew Keenan Bolger in Michigan. Okay. Do you know who that is? The Mm -mm. Broadway actor boy? We're Mm -mm. good friends now. Oh, cool. Um, And this guy strung me along for weeks and weeks, and I got my little heart broken, and uh, he eventually told me that he had a boyfriend. Um, And then I helped a buddy move to Los Angeles, so I drove with him and was living at Hollywood and Western for like two weeks on winter break. I had a gay threesome. Oh, nice. And then, of course, I had my fun, so I'm ready to settle down. But I actually caught feelings for one of the guys, and he became my first boyfriend. Of the threesome? Mm-hmm. Wow. He was 10 years older. He lived in Santa Monica. Were they not a couple? No. It was no. just three? They were, they were like douchey frenemies. Oh. Yeah. And they came together. They united over having sex well, with I you? Well, I hooked up with the, the other one first, expressed an interest in always wanting to have a gay threesome. Uh, he made it happen, but then I liked the other guy more. Wow. Classic 18-year-old bullshit behavior. Totally. Um, and then I came out for spring break, and we skied at Mammoth. Mm. And then I came back for the summer and I was supposed to be staying at my friend's place for the summer, but I bought like a cheap scooter, like a 250 CC motorcycle scooter, which broke down within two weeks of being here. So I ended up just kind of staying in Santa Monica all the time. Sure. And I was working as a waiter at the improv on Melrose, which is why I will never do stand up comedy. Why? Terrifying. Oh, oh, you think it's 99% of stand up is terrible. It's just like, oh, please love me. Please, please, please clap. Like I, I, I'm, you're fucking hilarious. You are the one percent. Like there oh, are people. Like most of my friends that are still doing stand up are absolutely hilarious. But having worked at the comedy clubs between you're Miami, like, I can't yeah. do it. I need like I will MC a show. I will host. Just give me something to do with my hands. Oh sure. I can't just get up and not just talk. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It can be. I have so much respect for y'all. Um, okay. So I had my threesome. I got a boyfriend. I was pretty much a serial monogamist through college. So you let your relationship girly, like you like to be in a re- okay, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, with like Juicy Campus and stuff, I found that just there was a lot of mean talk. Yeah. Um, by the time I left Miami, I think there was like a well circulated rumor that I was HIV positive, working as a sex worker, blah, 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 blah. Thanks, Juicy Campus. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, I had like shot Abercrombie and like that at the time was kind of like its own animal. Oh, I mean, sure. that documentary just came out about sure, it. Sure, sure, sure. That was the time when all of that crazy shit was happening. Um, yeah, I, I don't think, when did I get into apps? It was probably about a year before I met Andres. It was Aww. when I was like, okay, I'm using these too much. Um, <laughs> but I, I kind of had like an MO with the apps. Which was? Well, a lot of times I would just be like, oh, I want to try something new. What are you into? Let's try that. Um, but eventually I ended up, quote unquote, having a fetish. Mm. I don't think it was necessarily a fetish as much as I just wanted things to go quicker. Okay. So I made it more about not wanting to talk. Oh, Not like I'm into a non. Uh huh. Because I found that like guys in West Hollywood could be kind of mean. Mm-hmm. Guys in Brooklyn could be kind of pretentious. Mm. And I didn't want to ruin a good time by having a conversation and being turned off so by like, somebody. Let's just <clears throat> yeah, just fuck. See if it's fun. If you're cool, let's go have lunch and do it again. So I would do like reverse dates. We would just fuck, and then and then see, see if what we the fuck. chemistry I was like. I learned Andres's name in the shower. You what? I learned my partner's name in after in the shower. Oh, so you met on the apps? Yeah. Oh my god! It it's, it's and it was like I'm into a non. Like let's just bang it out. Pretty much. I mean, I didn't make it all. I didn't have like a character or persona or anything like that. But I I did make it seem more of it being like a thing I was into as opposed to like a thing that I was just saying so we could just have fun. Sure. Oh my god! The times I've hooked up with a guy and talked to him afterwards and be like, oh my god. The yeah. dumbest person I've ever talked to in my entire life. Or yeah, you just sit there like, and explain the most simple concept. Uh-huh. You're like, cool. Uh, nice. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so sweet. But you two have been closed ever since. We go in and out sometimes. Okay. Um, we have a lot of communication and a lot of rules. We're Great. closed at the moment. Okay. Um, it just depends on where we're at and how we're feeling and what our goals are and what we're up to. The open relationship thing is such, or like the polyamorous thing, mm-hmm. I should say, is such a hot button issue. Why? 
I don't know. I posted a clip with someone talking about it, and it went great. Like, I don't think a lot of straight people are on board with open slash poly. Well, that makes sense because straight relationships are incredibly sexist. There's so many double standards. Like, I talk to my brothers about this all the time. They're like, yeah, man, I'd love to be able to go out and blah, 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 but I don't want some other guy banging me. It's know, like, like what? okay. Yeah, and that's why. So if you're not willing to be oh, fair, interesting. then you can't have an open relationship. Interesting. Or if you feel like there's an imbalance, or if you're not communicating. Like, there's a million reasons why not to be open. Yeah. Like, we're going through a big transition. We're working on something really hard right now. Like, we're rebounding from a trust issue. We're, yeah, any yeah. of it. All of it. Like, it's just insecurity yeah and like with my relationship we never we always communicated that we wanted to have some kind of openness because we're gay men but it was never a given that our relationship would always be open it was never polyamorous uh we generally have a no app rule usually if we're i mean not usually if we're in the same city we're not hooking up apart from each other like we have all kinds of rules that i think every relationship should have um I think you also have to remember that in any relationship with any amount of rules, open or not, people are going to fuck up and you yeah. have to be kind uh-huh. even when you're angry. Uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, I, why, why is it such a hot button issue? Would we rather just pretend that it's not a thing and then cheat? Yeah, that's okay. That's, I mean, yes, it's very like plain. My brothers have that with like, the, to my, there's to like me. a strip club rule. Like if they're at a bachelor party and they go to a strip club, the wife just says, I don't want to know about it. Oh, don't ask, the don't tell. There's like, there's, yeah, like there's a lot of like unspoken bullshit in straight culture. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of putting on appearances in straight culture. Sure. Where it's like, I'm the wife and I'm the husband and I get this and you get that. Well, there are trade-offs. I mean. For sure. I'm not saying there aren't, but like, I think it goes like in that role, the woman looks away while the husband is. She doesn't have to get a job. Or what? I don't like, know. I just think it's like, it's understood that the guy might stray while at a strip club. Mm-hmm. Like that's Mark, you know? And it's yeah. like, but like you said, it's a double standard. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the problem for it for me as well. And that's, I think why at least straight people are not allowed to get into that sort of thing. I wish them the best though. All the straight people <laughs> listening. I really do. Yeah. I mean, well, and it, the other thing, and this is the last thing I'll say about it is people are like, Oh yeah. Open relationships. People just want to cheat and just want to blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, but that's people in cheating, closed relationships cheat too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the f- logic is flawed. My issue is never, about who you have sex with it's whether or not you lie sure and you can lie to me about something dumb and you still don't like it and it'll take a while for me to get i agree and i'll i'll honestly go on record as saying if you i catch you lying about something dumb it's almost worse because i'm like right if you're lying about this mm-hmm. there's no way you're telling me the truth about other things but there's why just is no way. that like why is there still so much shame surrounding all this stuff like isn't that like is it's it because we need that to be horny? I've never thought about that, but maybe. I mean, I feel like that for gay guys, at least, like who have been in the closet, there's always this sense of shame in your initial hookups. So in order to kind of like reclaim a bit of that excitement, do you have to be doing something a little bit There are people who naughty? love secrets. Mm-hmm. They love like not getting caught or, like, you know what I mean? Like sneaking around. Is that like that like, with their way of having something for themselves? I guess, mm-hmm. but... That's not me. Mm. Have you ever cheated? I've never really been in a serious relationship. Oh, wow. I've uh, never I'm, been in a relationship where you say I'm not seeing other people? Um, no. Well, now you're on tour, so that's not going to happen. I also, like, don't... I don't consider a relationship a goal of mine. Okay. I like being single. I love that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I love companionship, but I feel like I get that from a lot of friends, and I... Right now, at least at my age, I'm getting sex whenever I want it. That'll probably change, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't think the amount of sex will change. It will just be like the pool of people you have to pick from changes. That's fair. <laughs> but pe- <laughs> fucking people in closed relationship, they're, they're in the tiniest pool. That's true. <laughs> they are in a thimble of sexual water. Are you sure you don't want to go to the gym today, honey? <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, the last thing on the pod is what is a piece of advice you would give to someone to to younger Max just beginning his sexual journey? Is younger Max in 2023 or is younger Max in 
1999. I would say like he's like just gone through puberty probably or he's about to go through puberty. No, but like what year is puberty max in right now? Because I feel like that affects the advice. Not so much because I was from a place where like the safety was not as much of a concern. I'm saying if you had a time machine basically and you went back to when you were okay, so if 13 I'm teleporting or back yes. to the early We're not 2000s. bringing little Max to now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think little Max would have an issue now. He'd be fine. Mm-mm. He'd probably he would have probably fast tracked sure. all of that. Um I would just say to be more like empathetic to other people. Because really... you're gonna get your feelings hurt in the future and you're doing this to people now. So please be more patient and please don't just be nice, be kind. Oh my god. Wait, what's the difference? Really? Uh-huh. Between being nice and being kind? Uh-huh. Being nice is like being friendly and positive on the outside. But being kind is actually having intentions that are for the betterment of the other person. Wow. I didn't know that. Really? Mm-mm. I feel like that's a like a big theme nowadays. Nice like versus people, kind. Yeah, like people grin fucking. Isn't it like they say that LA is nice but not kind, New York is kind but not nice? They say that. Do you not agree? I think the West Coast in general is friendly but cold. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's an oversimplification. And I think in LA in particular, it really depends on which neighborhood you live in. That's fair. Like the easier it is to get laid on grinder, the more likely it's going to be what you described. Yeah. But I feel like the more far flung parts actually feel more neighborhoody and people are friendlier. Oh, that's beautiful. Like they say you never know your neighbors in Los Angeles. I know all my neighbors, but I live way the hell out. Where do you live? Palisades. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's far. It's all right. Yeah. We're technically on the same street. I live right off Sunset, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're neighbors. I <laughs> Although I will not come to you. If you said to do this at, like, 4 o'clock, You're like, no. absolutely not. I mean, I could take a motorcycle. But, uh, but then I, fighting for my life. Um, there's an AA meeting I used to go to every Saturday morning in the Palisades. No way. I, I've heard that from a couple of people. We just it's had someone come by meeting. yesterday. That they said they go to... They Called come Bread all and way. Roses. Is it's it like three, No. It's like 300 men mostly straight i would say but they're so loving and excited no for sobriety way. that it's like they and they embrace gay guys obviously but like it, it's like very cathartic because there's so many men who look like my dad and uncle types Aww. but they're like hey good to see you and again they're so stable out there they're so lovely it's the yeah. land of like great dads totally every one of my neighbors is a great dad yeah there you go. They're like <gasps> news reporters and shit. That's why so you wait, guys are in the neighborhood. There was a, yeah, actually, uh, there was a guy who came by yesterday. He was a handyman and he lived in Long Beach and he got to know the Palisades because he would go to recovery meetings there. Yeah. I wonder if you know him. Huh? Maybe. Interesting. I'm actually taking a year off of drinking all the things. Nice. Yeah. I like, I, I like my clarification years. I get so much done. Oh my God. The cl- do you mean like clarity? Is that what you mean? Yeah, it's it's like deleting the app from the phone so I can make more. Oh sure, sure, time sure. In my yeah, life yeah, yeah. I find minimalist. That if I cut out alcohol or weed. Oh my god, I you get end up getting so much more time. Hours back. Yeah, 100%. and some people don't it's even know. It's not just the time you spend out and partying. It's the, the two recovery or three recovery days because we are not spring chickens. We can't just rebound and. Do I mean, it. I stopped when I turned thirty because I couldn't okay. handle the hangovers. Are you Cali sober or any of? No, I'm fully sober. Awesome. Nothing. Do poppers count? In my sobriety, they do count, so I don't do them. Cool. Because it's something I also got, did, like, kind of, like, addictively. Like, I would, like, really, like, you know, like, you're huffing something. Like, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's taking you out. Well, I figured we're talking about sodomy, so if we're going to do this oh my God. wholesome tangent to sobriety, we should at least Listen. have, like, a tangential... Horish. <laughs> we should at least touch back on the side of me and all of our, our, our adventures here. I used to like love doing poppers and sucking dick. It okay. was like, it's like animalistic almost mm. when you're like, <laughs> like on poppers. Sure. Yeah. Like on a dance floor or anywhere? <laughs> no, not, I'm not like a public sex person. Okay. But behind closed doors or in like a car. Okay. Um, but now you can host because you're a grown ass I'm adult. A gr- oh, I was going to say this all happened like in my sobriety. Yeah. It's gorgeous. I'll be eight years sober soon. 
Whoa. Which is crazy. Congratulations. Thanks. Um, and obviously, uh, you can always text me anytime if you... Well, no, it doesn't sound like you're struggling with not doing them. You're no, just taking I've been the time all right. off. I, I actually quit for like five or six years at one point when I wanted to make my film because I knew how big the task was going to be. Mm-hmm. I went to a couple meetings with friends and actually found a really lovely community there. Yeah. Like people donated to the it's project. Wonderful. And super lovely. And I met some mentors. But the number one thing for it for me is that I just need more time. I'm always running out of time. I go to the gym for an hour and a half a day. That's like a third of my day just getting all that done. Like I'm, I'm constantly late for things because there's just one more thing I have to do. Yeah. So for me, the meetings were not as necessary because again, I don't think I have that trigger in my brain the same way. Sure. Not like Grindr. Oh, sure. That one is actually addiction addiction. Like the what's the first rule of AA is you admit that you're powerless over the... Yeah, well, this is the crazy thing I've been too. very, very fortunate and then I'm like, oh, I'll quit for a month. And I'm like, oh, this is nice. Four years later, like I, it's never been a huge. There was never a rock bottom. Totally. Yeah. With um the whole thing about recovering AA is that it's like a spiritual program. It's not a drinking program. It's literally anything that you are powerless over. So your thing might be okay. the apps. Sure. And so like that's what you would sub in for alcohol. That's a good point. It's interesting. As of now, I just delete them from the phone. And once it's out of sight, I'm out of mind. I do have like a gerbil brain when it comes to that sort of thing. Very Great. little object permanence. Squeak, squeak. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that got back to sodomy. Yeah, it did. Um, thank you for doing this. Uh, tell people where to find you and again, where they can support you. My Instagram is Maxisms. That's on most platforms unless some sneaky bastard took it, in which case it's the Maxisms. Mm. And 1.1 please... million followers on Instagram. Ah, oh, shucks. That's a lot. They're just waiting for me to post poll, though. It's mostly ghost followers. So I think that this should be a very effective means of... Oh, good. ...of, you know, bringing people over to Great. find your platform. And if you get a chance, please visit thesparkleclub.org and mm. consider contributing, buying a copy of the new book... Or getting a hoodie or just dropping a dollar. I'm so excited that I have one of the original books of Hot Sissy. I hope you like it. It's riddled with typos. I paid for an editor, but they did a shitty job. That's okay. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. Thank you.